Welcome everybody to NFTs in the arena. You're with your host, Mike and John. We've seen a whirlwind this week, this last week. It's the first week of November, essentially, with FTX and its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried. SPF, as some would recall. It's been a whirlwind of a week for everyone in the crypto market. And I think a lot of people actually don't know what actually happened, or a lot of people are still trying to uncover what's happened because a lot is still coming out right now. It's, it's, it's gone absolutely mad. But first of all, Jonah, how are you doing, man? It's going to be an interesting podcast that we have today. Yo, Mike, what's up, dude? And what's happening, everyone? Ew, I'm looking forward to this, bro. It's been on my chest for a while. And I'm, I'm, I'm keen to dissect. Yes. So this is episode 21, essentially season episode one of season two, but we're just going to carry on. But let me try now break down the way I understand everything to the date. So I think there's a lot still to be uncovered. And what we are saying here is also allegations of what's come out and not a real fact. So I'm going to say that from the outset, but we will try to break down in the most simplest way of what happened as we'll just just give our own opinion on it. Because I think in the next week's podcast, we will have learned more and we can divulge deeper. So just so everyone knows and someone that's listened to this for the first time needs to understand what actually happened with um, FTX and its founder, SPF. And the way in which we've actually understood it is that there's almost like this love triangle between Sam's, actual, Sam's company, FTX, Alameda, which is Alameda R&D, and Sam himself. And with this is also the the facet of Binance that will come in as well and how we'll explain how this is all intertwined so FTX for those of you that don't know um as a started by the co-founder the founder his name is Sam Bankman-Fried Bankman-Fried and FTX up until all this um went down this past week was the fastest growing um and the second biggest crypto exchange in the world and that is obviously incredibly massive compared to the the the, the first and the, the greatest uh, platform right now which is binance and um ftx essentially made its its way a lot faster than binance did and this is obviously what's caused a lot of concern in the market and came under a lot of scrutiny where a lot of people that were, were questioning this but somehow this company kept on growing from strength to strength and uh, ftx essentially helped bail out companies like blockfi and voyager they spent an insane amount of money with celebrities like Tom Brady and other basketball players. They had a Super Bowl commercial. And if you don't know that Super Bowl commercials, is next level money just to get that airtime. As well as FTX has, um, became the owner of the Miami Heat Stadium in Miami, which is obviously what Crypto.com had done with the Los Angeles Lakers. And now, this week, Binance also had its say in what was going down. So Binance being the biggest crypto market um, exchange, which was started by a gentleman by the name of CZ. And in 2021, just to give you guys a conceptual um, size of how big Binance was, is that they traded over $7 billion in 2021 alone. And that is like a platform that represents more than half the value on the exchange that was exchanging crypto in 2021, which is absolutely insane. And why I bring these two together is because these two are huge competitors. And Binance um, tried to actually save FTX. And they're going to do this by utilizing their BUSD, which is a stable coin that Binance has. And they were going to buy FTX. And FTX actually produced their own tokens called FTTs. 
So on the 6th of November, I think it was, which was last Sunday from the day we are recording, um, and I've got some notes here that I had taken down from some of the articles that I had read. So just bear with me. So on the 6th of November, CZ actually came out and tweeted that he was the one that had transferred 23 million FTT tokens. And that amounts to about $585 million inside the Binance platform. And the reason why he had done that is because he was planning to sell or he had learned from um, companies like Terra Luna and the collapse of Terra Luna. And CZ essentially had transferred all of this to avoid and with this equity, which was a combination of FTT and BUSD, which was obviously their stable token. And the, the, the way in which it had actually turned out is that this was caused a ripple effect where people started trying to pull out of the market and this is what's caused the collapse. But that's not really the reason why the company caused the collapse. It's actually the, the line that went around its liquidity. So Alameda R&D, which is a company owned by Sam Bankman-Fried, is essentially a company that had a massive stake in, in FTX, right? And it goes on to say in this article that I had read is that there was a document shared on Coindesk, right? And they essentially divulged the balance sheet of Alameda. And what this means is that Alameda supposedly had roughly, I think, $1.6 billion on their balance sheet. And that was as of June 30th this year. And 40% of those were these FTT tokens, which is by the FTX exchange. So it gets Mm. very juicy now. So most of the assets were held in this FTT token that they magically printed. So the FTT tokens was an initiative in which Sam and his team had created, living in the Bahamas, they created this fictitious money in which they can obviously leverage. And I'll explain to you how. So mm-hmm. roughly $8 billion of that $14 billion balance sheet was FTT. Massive amount, right? Mm-hmm. And the market cap of FTT at that time was $2 billion. So no. even if FTX wanted to liquidate the assets when everything had, everyone wanted to pull out based on what mm-hmm. CZ had, had done, that wasn't mm-hmm. even possible. So they wouldn't yes. even have been able to do it because the value that they claimed they had had on the balance sheet was not even the thing. This is when things went south and people drew their money out of FTX, right? And FTX mm. started to see their liquidity crunch, I think, on Tuesday, the 8th of November. And finance now came forward, which is also somewhat interesting because they were mm. competitors and they, they essentially made them look worse and they even looked ready. Then they tried to do an LOI, right? They essentially mm. buy them out. Then they very quickly pulled out of that bailout, right? Which is yes. now giving reason because they said they did their due diligence. And now this, this obviously raised many red flags for them. Whether they did this intentionally to crush their comp- competition would be mm. somewhat unethical because a lot of people's livelihoods were invested in FTX, including mm. a lot of celebrities like Tom Brady, which is mm, mm, mm. insane. So yes. CZ said he, um, he never used um, he, what they say, yeah, the. To, to to bail them out, that they were going to use um, their own tokens as collateral to borrow money as a crypto business, right? And he said yes. that you, it's always you always have to have massive reserves. Never use your mm. own tokens, which is what um, um, the FTX team did. So mm. now there's like a working theory, and they talk about this infinite money crunch, mm. a glitch actually. So it's a money glitch. So I'm going to explain to you and the audience how it actually works. So the company creates this hypothetical token called FTT. Mm. After magically printing this magic money, it's insane, to give it artificial value out of nowhere, they do this by giving it a used case. 
serve. Like even in the use case where they had Alameda buy these FTTs to give it reputability, or essentially this is the use case, it gives it utility, mm. gives it value, right? So mm. buy the majority of its supply. And then they're going to burn the rest of it to increase its value. Mm. So it really sounds dodgy. And so after these tokens get value, they can hypothetically or uh, allegedly send these tokens to their sister company, Alameda, mm. right? So this is what happened. Then this shows the balance sheet, actual profits on the balance on, on the balance sheet. Now they have this massive amount of FTT tokens that has value on their balance sheet. So now they can actually use this now on this balance sheet to borrow against that. Hmm. Yes. Against this fictitious money that they supposedly have value for, but it doesn't have value <laughs> because they had actually bought it themselves from their sister company. So then they use that to borrow against and buy other stable coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. And they take that money and they put it back into the FTX marketplace. Right? Fuck. So now they use, they're buying stable coins with fictitious um, tokens that they created themselves. So they, then they borrow these assets that they can send into the FTX market, like I said. Then they create, so this is essentially creating an infinite money glitch, printing as much money as you want because none of these things are regulated. Although they say they're regulated, they aren't, mm. which is, mm. it speaks to the point that you and I had before with regards to all this attention, the negative attention is getting, is going to bring in the, the federal bureaus and the, the laws, but which is essentially going against why people credit Bitcoin to decentralize yeah. money, right? So it's going yeah. against what, the, so I'll, I'll, I'm nearly done here. So um, <laughs> It's actually so mad, man. So this can explain the value of FTT and they can have such an impact on the FTX ability to liquidate because they tried to liquidate, Mm. right? And what they had done is essentially they had filed for bankruptcy protection for both companies, Alameda and FTX. Yeah. So Mm. when people want to pull out now, like when people want to pull out of a bank when it was like the 2000 housing market, Collapse, mm. right? When everyone's put out their money and there's no liquid uh, to to um, to give these people the money, everything collapses. Yes. So this is what essentially was happening. So when people want to pull uh, pull out their money, like a bank run, as they say, you have to be able to pay that up. So they have to transfer their FTT coins into actual money in order to do this, right? So if we're pulling money out of FTX or the FTT coins, we have to pull that out and get actual money. But the actual money actually wasn't there. Mm. So mad. But if the platform doesn't actually have the money to liquidate, it has to liquidate its own assets. And in this case, the liquid asset was this FTT tokens, which was magically printed money. So it was all a scam. So if, it, if these FTT tokens can't be liquidated because they're not worth anything, it's so mad, dude, that this is going on. And the mm. way in which they praised this, these guys, like he was on Forbes uh, magazine, just like Elizabeth Holmes was on Forbes magazine. It's so ah. crazy that no one actually does their due diligence and they just give these guys praise and put them on pedestals. And they form mm. successful people. I mean, they, <laughs> they had millions and billions of money invested in this. And to end this off, so the FTT tokens couldn't be liquidated. Um, then you're not holding any real value, right? So making it worse for the customer deposits, which were lent out to other institutions. So all the money that people had invested into FTT tokens, they took their money and they borrowed against it, and they invested it, and they lent it to. They they, they use it as um, collateral to let to lend and put it into other assets. And now they're using yeah. they're mismanaging people's money. So this is what he'll go down for. Mm. And at mm. the time, FTX I think was worth about now thirty two billion dollars. So insane, yeah. right? Yeah. So 
um, they weren't able to reach their obligations. They filed for mm. bankruptcy protection. And it's weird because this guy was so, so much for like, and he truly cared about the longevity of crypto. Like we've spoken about before. It was very popular. Yeah. And the, the, the exchange dropped by 90% in a matter of days from this bad news. So mm. it's completely, uh, it's completely uh, inflexible now. So I know that was long and it was long winded, but I yeah. think it gives a good, well-rounded approach of what happened. So I'm going to stop there, John. I know you've you you you've done your own research and you have your own opinion on this. So please mm. go ahead. Well, look, um, I think the first time I've actually really got to know SBF and FTX was during this run. Um, was I'm always been, how can you say, in the in the hood of DeFi, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't really into centralized exchanges. I've tried mm. Binance um, because I needed to get some, uh, what are the Binance native coin? BUSD. Yeah, yeah. I needed BUSD something like that. Coin. Yeah. yeah, I needed to transact on, on the BSC chain. So I needed to get something. And that's how the, that was the best time that I, or the best exchange mm. I could get BSD for. Uh, but FTX wasn't something I really was quite uh, acquainted with, if that makes sense. And when I heard about this, I was like, whoa, this is, this is pretty much what Richard Hart has been speaking about and how people are um, like leveraging people's money in like a bit of a hierarchical pyramid scheme kind of vibe. And the technicality as to how they, they establish this, this fraudulent vibes isn't really um, like I'm not competent at understanding what's happened, you know, at a technical level, but I don't think a lot of people I, are, dude, like, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are, like what I gave you yeah, now is the research that I had done and it's going to change, so like I said, what we say may not even be fact, it's, it's That's right now allegations <laughs> and a... hypothetical, right, because I think even just before we recorded now, I saw a lot more coming out now that he's been investigating, yes. so a lot will unfold and we'll add to that as we go <laughs> along. That's that's the beauty of it, bro. And and <laughs> I was like, there was, so mad, there was something, so mad. <laughs> there was something like uh, where where I came across obviously during this this whole um, you know debacle, people were conversing, and someone was mentioning is that this is such a, a, a such a expert or should I say technical industry? How do people actually s survey or? Um, do due diligence from an external point of view to actually, uh, like you say, um, run compliance on the protocol. Because if these people are, are, are at the highest of, of intellect that are putting this together, they can easily fool the rest of us, right? So this it's is the hell. thing. Exactly. And until people that are on, on the other end of the, uh, the fence that are doing all the due diligence and the compliance testing are at that level, then we will be able to start beginning regulations in a in a in a way that on ramps DeFi in 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 a feasible manner, because I believe that each individual needs to own their own right uh, to to running their finances on a on a DeFi platform, if that makes sense. What is truly what blockchain mm. was designed to do, and then if you want to transact in the real world, I don't see that happening without it being regulated. And running through what we are going to see as the new future banks, which will be the exchanges, the Binance's. But this is all going to 
you know, equate in the long run. The, the, the bad dudes are going to fall so off you, and the good guys you, are going to be say, around. Would you, say, would, you, would you say these kind of guys, are, they're basically ruining it for, they're ruining it for everyone? I know what it's, right? it's, it's, it's they yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, it's 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 natural to any any system, bro. There is going to be discrepancy, and the discrepancy is going to create chaos. And eventually, that that chaos is going to find equilibrium. Um, and that that you'll find in any state, like there'll be an equilibrium that that eventually happens based on what inputs the the states are putting in, and that's what's going to define what outputs are going to come. You change the inputs, and then all of a sudden the crime rate. You know, it depends on what strategy you're following. But this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, a lot of shit's going to happen, but this is just going to be iterative. It's going to help um, organizations understand how to test and or test for compliance in the long run, because they're going to see where the loopholes and the exploits do happen in in protocols. And with that being said, there will be a better understanding of how to actually look or uh, track or kind of create an oracle around uh, what's happening. On, on ground level with different chains to a point where people aren't actually behaving unethically and uh, leveraging other people's money to the extent that they did with FTX. So I do think it's a good thing. I, I believe it's the kind of stuff that needs to happen in the, in, in the short term for us to be able to thrive in the long term, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely, but again, it goes in line with what you're saying that, these these instances now, especially of this magnitude, like this is completely taken Elon Musk's news at top and Twitter yeah, um, yeah. news that everyone was talking about out of the out of the way. So I do think it's gonna um, impact it negatively, not because of the amount of money that people lost. I'm talking about the regulatory side and the decentralization. Yes. And this guy specifically, it's so interesting. When I was at the Startup Grind Global Conference in San Francisco earlier on this year. There was an investor from Sequoia. Her name was uh, Michelle Bahi. She was interviewing mm. him live on the TV when we were in the audience. So he was actually yeah. obviously sitting in the Bahamas. And she obviously had spoken very highly of him. And he was sitting there all arrogant. And it's just so mad that like that guy, everyone was like, everyone was, everyone wanted to meet him. Everyone wanted to talk to him. Although he wasn't there, it was like a massive, he was a very much a keynote speaker on the last day. So it's just mm -hmm. so crazy to see this downfall, but in like a rapid amount of time like this. Like with Elizabeth yeah. Holmes, it happened over, I think, a prolonged period of time. And it's just so interesting that this guy like claimed, and I remember watching a lot of interviews of him before this all happened. I knew a bit about mm. it because of that interview. And I had done my, a bit of my research on him. And mm. he was always this, this popular person. He was just a good friend with politicians. And he had donated money to politicians. It's a very popular thing to do here in the U.S. And I mean, I think he was he he was seen as this golden boy. And essentially, mm. like we've spoken about before with Vitalik, we, maybe he'll be perceived as the next Steve Jobs, for example. And I think a lot of people thought the same with this guy, young kid. He's a billionaire already, having worked in Wall Street, coming from uh, MIT, and everything was just looking fantastic. But I do think that these kind of instances now are going to have a negative, and they have had a negative effect and a ripple effect on the whole crypto exchange. But again, mm. this this serves as opportunity now for a lot of people that can identify the, like Patrick Ben David always says, during mm. these times of uncertainty and unprecedented times like what's happened now, 
And it's just so interesting mm-hmm. that this is happening as we go into a recession or we are already in a recession. So a lot mm-hmm. of people that have staked, that have put so much money into this company now have essentially watched it wash away. And the negative impact mm-hmm. on that is obviously yet to be seen. And I think now that this has only been the first week of this going out, it's going to be insane to see what unfolds. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Uh, uh... I want to bring it back to like, even with Vitalik, like the kind of person he was, I saw a tweet. He just before SBF got to the point where, um, he was fucked. Uh, I think it was Bloomberg or someone said, or Forbes, I don't know what the company was, but they said it was the quickest drop of a billionaire's worth in a day. I think it was down from mm-hmm. 15 to 1 billion. And then <laughs> Vitalik comment is like, wasn't real. Uh, eh? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. He comments on the tweet. He's like, bro, I don't even have a billion dollars. And that told me something about a dude that created it. Well, he's the co-founder of Ethereum. He had so much opportunity to have been in that same book, you know, but he, he chose not to. He's been altruistic to the point where he's building DeFi, or should I say uh, uh, cryptocurrency to the point that everyone want, uh, sees, or should I say the most of us that want to see that kind of um, outcome, if that makes sense. Uh, a very altruistic for everyone um, kind of technology, if that makes sense. So this, for guys like SBF to, to slowly come out and it's shit during a bear market because people have already taken a knock um, with the, the drop in the, uh, <laughs> with the curves. And then with this to happen, <laughs> it just further exacerbates this this whole situation. And it, it, I, like, I think there's people out there that have really taken a knock. They've they've lost shit that we we can't even fathom right now. So it's difficult to try and empathize with the extent that this has actually put on a lot of individuals. Um, but with that being said, I do believe as 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 shit as it is in the long scheme of things it's going to bring uh, a lot better understanding to this 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 ecosystem and i do believe that it, it needs to be harmonious from the DeFi to the cfi on ramping and off ramping because that 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 that's going to be a, a thing bro forever in a day <laughs> you're never yeah, going to get rid I, of a 100 percent ag- agree i do i do believe that a, lo- a lot of good could also come out of this but mm. i think a lot of people now have essentially caught a, it's like a wake up call if you don't do yeah. due diligence if you're not researching what you're investing in and you're just following the crowd which i'm sure a lot of people did i mean mm. I, I remember reading that i mean at 29 years old he was worth close to 27 30 million billion dollars damn and dude like you were saying vital vitalik saying that but it goes to show they based so just so everyone else understands in mm. the most simplest way that i understand it like how they're based in value on these FTT tokens, which obviously gave rise to this wealth that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. So say like you have 32 cards or 32 papers or tokens, right? Whatever it is. And you, that use case that I'd mentioned before, you sell that for a billion dollars. That's what they yes. did with Alameda. But now say, now you have vindication. Okay, this ticket, this token is worth a billion dollars. But if I have 32 of these things now, that effectively mm. means, and you can assume that those are worth, now I'm worth $32 billion. Yes. Same and, with the housing market. That's what happened. Yeah. And, and now you go use that to leverage it to buy other assets. And 
you, you're essentially holding this fictitious money that you've just printed out of nowhere. Mm. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense how people fell for that. But it's insane because everyone fell for it. Yeah, every yeah, single person like... fell for. It. And you know, it's so interesting because I was also watching an interview with the CEO of with Coinbase, and he was mm. also like questioning like. Why did no one pick this up? Like a lot of people kept quiet, especially these CEOs mm. that have other exchanges or that have other stable coins. No mm. one said anything because no one could really piece it all together. And mm. it's just so insane that this guy had done so many interviews, had put his name out everywhere. And this yeah. this SPF guy now is essentially, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but I wouldn't imagine anything mm. good. He's likely going to go to prison and he, it's, it's just—it's so sad, and it, it, I think it does frustrate a lot of people that individuals like this can maneuver their way through society and essentially trick people. And I mean, it impacts people's lives. It's, it's insane, actually. Well, dude, I think that's prevalent with every every industry, every business. Uh, I think, uh, mm-hmm. like, who knows? SBF's intentions may have been good, but all good intentions lead to hell, right? So this is the thing. Like, we don't know what his intentions was. He maybe wanted to become yeah. a billionaire and help people, but he just had some crazy-ass techno- tokenomics that fucked everyone in the end. So, these intention may have been good, but that's not the point. The outcome is what everyone looks at <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And, um, like, with a lot of exchanges, I feel like centralized exchanges, the, the CEOs, like, I think Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, could be wrong, but yeah, like those dudes don't really care. They care about their company. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the people that are more in DeFi, like your Vitalix and those guys care more, but they're not going to go and run due diligence on centralized exchanges because that's not what they care about, you know. Yeah, But exactly. I do believe that people in that centralized industry should be in a position to 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 outsee and uh, foresee these kind of things and and look out for that purely because centralized exchanges their name depends on on the 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 overall understanding of what what they stand for as a collective or stigma and this is what's going to impact the likes of binance crypto.com all these even coinbase for for instance they're all going to get this like negative like stigma for the next year or two like people are yeah, like, exactly. mm, I don't know if I want to buy into Binance. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to delay crypto. That's the issue right now. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to delay the on-ramping process because people are like, like I even, my mom even mentioned this to me. She's like, hey, do you hear about this FTX? You know, because she knows I'm in crypto. But this just shows you that yeah. like the whole world has their eyes on this. And this is perhaps exactly what the media wanted. This is exactly what the, the likes of I think so. uh, I Goldman think so Sachs, too, those gents, they dig this. They like this kind of shit. And maybe those are the kind of dudes that kind of uh, instigated this process. You never know. It's like <laughs> espionage, bro. It's hectic. <laughs> Coming up with a, I mean, it's so funny. Like you see these memes like that guy doing this, like rubbing his hands, he's like the next, <laughs> next Netflix documentary. <laughs> like they did it Elizabeth Holmes, because it will become a Netflix documentary, man. Definitely, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so crazy. I mean, like billionaires already have a bad name amongst everyone in society, right? Like, I mean, Elon Musk mm-hmm. is always castrated for everything he does, like with Twitter now. There's something interesting, yes. I know it's a bit of, on, a, on a side note, but I think it's worth mm. talking about because it's, it's kind of happened at the same time where mm. they did this blue tick mm. verification where 
they would um, set to charge people eight dollars to get this uh, your blue tick mm. and be verified. But yeah. what I don't understand is that they had all these fake accounts creating celebrity accounts and creating actually, actually very funny tweets, right? But mm. isn't the whole point of verification to verify your ID? Yes. Like utilize your ID or your social security number. And yes. once you pay that, then once you get verified, you get your blue tick. So you yes. had all these other people creating these fake, um, these fake accounts like LeBron James, um, mm. Justin Bieber, whatever it may be, and coming up with somewhat funny statuses or tweets. But I'm saying like things like that, people are, are, will, 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 will scrutinize um, Elon Musk for that, but he'll come up with a solution around that. Mm. But like, yeah. I feel like when you become a billionaire at such a young age like this guy that I don't know if you have the maturity to actually understand the, the capacity of what you actually are holding. Mm. Mm. If you know what I mean? Like Elon Musk, yeah. Jeff Bezos, they, yes, they made a lot of wealth at an early age, but when it's coming to the billions and you know you, you're a global phenomenon like this this, this SPF was, mm. it's interesting to see how they handle um, the scrutiny that they, they receive because I would imagine this SPF would have got heavy scrutiny and he did like and he had played down a lot of the rumors before this all happened and was saying his competitors trying to to, to crush them and maybe it was mm. maybe there is mm. the, this this the syndicate or this um, conspiracy around the whole thing of I mean not to say that he what he did was incorrect but I'm saying I do feel like there's a lot of things that are coming to light now all in one in, in droves now which is, is mm. which is interesting to see like a company like Binance and um, CZ, their the co-founder coming out and saying what he said. Um, I do think that the crypto market will take a step back now, like you're saying, but it's essentially mm. clearing out all, all, all the rubbish, I believe. Yeah, defos, bro. I'm going to touch on uh, that latter part. I just want to move back to Elon uh, with the verification thing, bro. Uh, like my, my, there's, there's two parts to it. Like one, was it strategy? Was it something he knew? He wasn't going to take – because let's be real. You tell me no one in the fucking team would have thought about that. Like, I know I would have, bro. I would have said that. Guys, mm -hmm. you do know that I will create a fake account if I wanted to. Like they knew mm -hmm. about that, dude. So this is now my, what moves me on to part two. The people that got verification, did that get taken away? So no, we can ask Ahmed. Because if it doesn't get taken away, this is where I move to point three, which is a, a divine one, is that then it was a move of capitalization. Because the thing is, there was only certain countries that got a, the opportunity to, to actually use the verification at the moment it was released. So I couldn't yeah. even get to get a blue tick because I'm in South Africa. And now if it's all of a sudden now gone, because it said, don't worry, it will come to your country soon and i was like okay cool let me wait <laughs> now, yes now it's gone oh okay now maybe 30 percent of america went and got their blue tick now all of a sudden they blue tick. Oh, I, would, I, would, I would i would say uh, i wouldn't say a lot of people went and got the blue tick right yeah now I do, I going do agree, forward i do agree with the idea of charging subscriptions for it to mm. be honest i do agree with that man i do agree with that but now what now with it being gone my question is, if it stays blue ticked, this is more of a conspiracy than the fucking what happened with FTX, bro, because this is empowering people, right? Because five yeah. years from now, 
all those people blue ticked on our poof. you get where i'm coming from that's that's yeah. that's where i'm i hear what you're like, saying yeah that's where where elon musk will need to speak for that because <laughs> that would mean that was his intention you know hey elon <laughs> That's actually interesting though. So like you, you essentially saying is that with this whole blue tech thing is that if they, if the people that pay the subscription mm. and they take away the subscription, but they, they leave the blue tech, which I don't think yes. they would, but if they did, I'm, I'm curious. They're, 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 yeah. I'd love to. Mm. Cause then the person oh, say, where's my $8? Let's, let's, re, let's research it. Yeah, the guys are like, hey, give me my eight dollars, bro. You took my blue tick. Fuck you. <laughs> so it's 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 it's, it's, it's now tricky. I don't know, bro. I hope they take it away because this will be fucked up situation. <laughs> be like, yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, look, dude. I th- I do I do think that um, there's so much could unfold with this FTX thing. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. It's, it's, it's worth doing this in part. So I think we, we, we take an end to this episode and we, we report again <laughs> later this week because I, I, would, I would assume that in the next three days there's going to be a lot more that we can talk about and add to this and actually see if our opinions and the suggestions we've made are validated. What, what, yeah. what, what, what do you think? How do you see this unfolding in your opinion? Bro, I think uh, like there's going to be a bit of a war. Well, not a bit, but it could be a, a snowball effect here, bro. Because if a whole bunch of other companies were indirectly or directly dependent on certain liquidity pools or um, just general economics, and that all roads led to FTX, there's going to be a, um, a domino effect over the long run. And perhaps also mm. unfolding certain individuals that, that were – uh, bridging mandate, for instance, that are involved with other projects, and then that stigma, you know, unravels because people don't fuck around on Twitter, especially. They're gonna call X out, left, right, and center. And this is this is just how the space and actually our social science works now, dude. Like you don't have the 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 like you say opportunity, or at least the. I don't know what the right word is, but people will call you out for your wrongs nowadays more than they will for your rights. And that's just how it is. So I think it's very important for people to, to be steadfast in, 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 in aligning their, their, their aspirations and more over their vision with the, the, an ethical touch. Otherwise, it's going to get brutally <laughs> disastrous for individuals in this space, dude, because people don't take this shit lightly. Oaks are angry now, bro. (laughs) Oaks are angry now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I saw quite a few celebrities and uh, reputable businessmen that actually had invested in this and had gone on record of actually speaking about it and putting this guy on a pedestal and essentially convincing their followers and their fans to invest in it, right? Mm, mm. Unknowingly and innocently doing that. Those are the people now which you don't want to piss off. And Mm. he's done that. Because mm. I do think the repercussions and the lawsuits are going to completely tarnish this. I mean, they're, he's really tarnished his reputation. There's no, there's no way about it. Uh, he he, he yeah. can't get barred uh, through life anymore. And uh, I mean, like you're saying, who knows what his intentions were? But in yeah. saying that, Jono, do you have <laughs> a final word like you normally do? Uh, yes, I do, bro. Um, there's there's something I came across from 
from uh, I've, I've spoken about him before, Diogenes. But like, yeah, just want to type it out here because for some reason it's not on my notes. But yeah, he says the foundation. Ooh, the foundation of every state is education of its youth, bro. And I think that's that's fundamental, especially with with crypto in general. And I believe that's exactly what NFTs is is focused on, is creating uh, an opportunity for the youth to first of all make a um, you know build a financial you know beautiful path for them ahead, and also to understand and get into crypto, dude. So yeah. It's going to be cool. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Amazing. Please like and subscribe to our, our YouTube channel as well as to our Spotify and all our other socials. We will be back later on this week with another episode, <laughs> basically giving you more of an update of what this SPF has done. I'm sure he can't surprise us. I'm sure he can surprise us much more because just what unfolded today will be it was insane. So thank you, everyone. Jono, always a pleasure. Until next time. Shut, bro. <laughs> Ciao. See you.